This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. You know, Junie, we started the Monday program by saying, wow, the weeks are really rolling by and here it is, the end of another week. And it's really been a privilege sharing the Word of God with you. And what we're sharing really goes back a few weeks because we've been talking about progressing in our awareness of the presence of the Lord and understanding that he's our guide because Isaiah 58, 11 says he will guide us constantly. When we looked at Psalm 32, we saw that he will guide us with his eye. And as we do this and seek his face, we will then come to the place where we will be able to discern what his choices are. And then we'll come to that place that Moses came to what we've been discussing this week, that his choices will become our choices. We've been looking at the choices that Moses made out of Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 24. By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to enjoy ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking for the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen. So in decisions and choices, you have to say no to certain things. Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He said no to the treasures treasures that were present in Egypt. And God called him to a higher thing. And he said yes to things that appear to the flesh very difficult. He chose rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God. He said that the reproach of Christ was greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. So when significant decisions have to be made in our lives, Junie, we have to seek God because he is our guide. And yes, we spoke yesterday, I believe you read the scripture, that Paul wrote to the to the church at Corinth where he said momentary light affliction produces for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison and that's we have to come to that place by maturing in the Lord it also says in Romans 8:18 for i consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us So what we're talking about, Junie, is really having an eternal mindset. And without that, we're just going to get caught up in the transient, in the present here and now. 
So we can appreciate all that we've read about Moses this week, but we need to ask ourselves, where are we? Are we living the same way as Moses? How did Moses make such choices? And obvious, as we spoke yesterday primarily, is by faith. The Word of God says the righteous shall live by faith. We spoke this week that the Word says without faith it's impossible to please God. And within the verses that we've been going over from Hebrews 11, Junie, we see two ingredients that are necessary to live by faith and we have to incorporate these into our lives. And one of the ingredients we see appears in verse 26 where it says he was looking to the reward. Again, we as believers aren't supposed to be or even called to look for immediate recognition or reward. We are called to put aside the desire for immediate rewards and seek the eternal rewards. Again, 2 Corinthians 4.17, Paul wrote, Momentary light affliction produces for him and for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. It also says in Romans 8.18, For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is to be revealed to us. The Amplified Version says he looked forward and away to the reward. So Paul realized that the rewards are not to be sought now, but he looked forward to knowing that they were in the future, and he looked away from the present situation and knew that the rewards were in the future. Again, I like that from the Amplified Version. He looked forward and away to the reward. And the second ingredient is just as important as the first ingredient. And we could read it out of verse 27. By faith, Moses left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen. Junie, this is such a powerful ingredient that must be in all of our lives. It is incredible. And I think the understanding of the love that Jesus has for us, the love that the Father has for us, that he gave his only begotten Son, if we can really understand the depth of the love that God has for each and every listener, for you, Shelley, and for me, that he would again even though he's invisible, come to earth and shed his blood that we might be with him throughout eternity. Yes, Lord. And we see in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood though what ha- that what has been made was made without him and we're without excuse and so if we really see the um, the eternal attributes that are in God and we come to know him as our guide and we live for him Lord. and he reveals to us his faithfulness he's the only place where we can have peace because we live in a world that's filled with a lot of turbulence. We don't know what's coming tomorrow, but we can know what's coming eternally, and we can know 
that heaven is real when we come to know the living God. So for any listener that has not given your heart to this invisible, this unseen God, I encourage you, even in this moment of time, to cry out to him, to give up, and to say how much you need him. Because, you know, without him, according to what Jesus said, you can do nothing. And even if you think you have all things together, the truth of the matter is that without God, we can do nothing. So to see this invisible one, yes, Lord. we need God's light within us. He wants to give you a new heart. He wants to renew your mind. He wants to give you hope where there is no hope. He wants to Thank heal you, you and restore yes, you. And even as Moses chose to suffer the affliction with the people of God rather than to choose the um, the pleasures of sin for a season, it was because he understood and he knew this God. There was something inside of him that knew and understood that eternal rewards, that eternity was greater than even Egypt, which he was about to be the Pharaoh. I mean, it's it really, we cannot comprehend what that must have been for Moses. But Moses is an example to us, as is Jesus, who gave up his place in heaven to come to earth, that you and I might have eternal life with him. Amen. You know, Junie, and as we're coming to a close, um, we see in these verses, and we see in the choices that Moses made, that there really is a demonstration of what the Bible, how the Bible defines faith. For example, when we look at the first verse in chapter 11, the Word of God says, and we'll break it down into two parts, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, on a natural basis, that doesn't make any sense. How can you have substance if you're still hoping for it? But you know, in the faith, and of course the Word of God says, and I believe it's 2 Corinthians, that Paul wrote, we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. So faith is a substance of things hoped for. If we relate that to the verses we've been talking about, what is it that is hoped for? It's the reward that we will receive one day. And I pray that we all have that passion and a desire and the expectancy in our lives to hear wonderful words on that day. Well done, good and faithful servant. That reward and all the rewards that will come with that condition will so far surpass any of the rewards that we can have here on earth. That's living by faith. That's trusting the Lord. That's seeking Him for guidance day in and day out. All right? So faith is a substance of things hoped for, and hoped for is a reward. The evidence of things not seen. What is the evidence of things not seen? That is the gift that God could give us by seeing Him. And you know, when you were speaking just a second ago, Junie, seeing, you know, how many times does seeing have to do with understanding when you explain something that appears difficult to a person and the explanation is clear? What does the person say when he understands it? I see. And we need to come to that place that in our spirits, we can see. We could see the Lord in other people and we need to begin to see the Lord in every situation that we live in because if His presence is there and He's guiding us with His eye, God is present and by the Spirit is visible that we can continue living that way. 
And you know, there's a verse in Titus that kind of sums it all up. It's Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. It says this, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. This is the ultimate, that we live in eternal perspective here on earth and will receive the reward that far surpasses anything that the world has to offer. An eternal hope. Lord. And what's interesting is that if we see it, it's not hope. That's right. Hope is invisible. So hope in God, trust in God, and love the Lord with all your heart, soul, oh, mind, and strength. Father, we're grateful to it. And Lord, we want to again identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen and pray that one day they will be able to see and have this same hope in their hearts as well. So if you know the Shema, please feel free to share it and sing it, say it with us. Because we're entering into the Sabbath. Yes. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. I pray, Lord, as my Thank you, sisters Lord. light the Shabbat candles tonight, that you would enlighten them of Jesus being the Messiah, yes, the Lord. Son of God and the Savior of the world. Be with us and let us live for this invisible God Hallelujah. with an eternal hope in you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.